Blog Talk Radio. That is who he is, and we're going to give you our take on sports this week. But before we get into that and all the action that has happened over the last week. In a very sloppy, sloppy played game. Um, a lot of fouls were called in that game. Um, it wasn't very appealing to watch. But, hey, at the end, there was a result in the North Carolina Tar Heels came out the victor what did you think about the national championship game um last monday night i don't think it was really um well it was kind of a surprise that gonzaga stayed with them as long as they did and then i don't think it was any surprise that uh north 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 carolina won um um they're they're wondering if uh, the coach of North Carolina, since he's got two championships now, is he better than Dean Smith? But I don't, I don't believe so. That's not in my book. But, Ooh, uh, blasphemous but, talk there, Greg, in the state of North Carolina. How dare you say that? No, <laughs> no, no. I think Dean Smith is better. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right. Oh, you're yeah. saying that's just a question that's thrown out there, or some right, wondering? Right, right. They're throwing it out. Yeah, I'm not throwing that out. I'm just saying that that's what I've heard. Okay, well, congratulations to North Carolina and Roy Williams. He is a three-time national yeah, champion. Roy, yeah, Roy Williams. They're, they're, they're saying, is Roy Williams a better uh, coach than, than Dean Smith because he's got three championships now, just as many as Dean Smith, but I don't believe so. I think Dean Smith's a better coach, but that's just me. Yeah, that's, that's blasphemous talking in the state of North Carolina. Now, if Roy, 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 if Roy wins another one, then, then <laughs> may, maybe. I mean, he does have one more, but still, Dean Smith. I mean, the daggone place they play in is called the Dean Dome. Yeah. <laughs> so that that should tell you everything you need to know about now, that. He never won. He never won in Kansas, though, did he? He, he never won. won in Kansas. All of his championships are as the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina. I love that state. Going to be back there very soon. <laughs> very very soon. I love that state. All right, Greg, uh, over the action that happened over the weekend, uh, we had the Masters tournament. We got the NBA playoffs winding up. Um, interesting weekend in the NBA. But first, the Masters, Sergio Garcia, finally won a major. And his first major came with him capturing a green jacket up in Augusta National, Augusta, Georgia. He's a Masters champion, Greg. Are you you follow golf? Yes, a little bit, yes. So... Finally, Sergio um, did it. I'm, I'm really glad for him. I know that when he kind of came out of the gate with uh, Tiger, um, a lot of people didn't like him because he kind of had an attitude. But I guess uh, in the last few years, he's kind of toned that, that, that attitude down. And um, I'm glad he um, 
I'm glad he got his first major. I'm glad it, I, I'm glad it was the Masters. Um, I think he deserved it with all the time that he has, you know, all the time that he has spent on the on the tour. Plus, he was in the top ten pretty much all those years. And you know, in, in one in one instance, he's got something on Tiger that you know that that you know he's got one thing on Tiger now because he was supposed to be. I don't know if you remember. Well, he was supposed to be the one that was going to be going against Tiger every year, you know, for majors. You know, he was supposed to be the other up-and-coming golfer years ago. And But he's got one thing on him now is that he's got a Masters in the last five, six years. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got a major in the last five, six years. And, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Tiger does not. And um, can we – well, can we just – Stop talking about Tiger. I mean, I mean, not you and me, but just in general, the media. You know, if, if he's going to play, when he's going to play, what's going, you know, what's going on. Why don't you know, you know, that he's, you know, five, five under par in a tournament, and won't make 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 the cut. I mean, I could really care less. I mean, if he starts doing well, yeah, that's fine. But all this Tiger talk, just you know, he hasn't been relevant in in in. Six or seven years. He hasn't been relevant. So. He hasn't been relevant since she popped him aside the head with that golf club. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much since um, his ex-wife, um, you know, found out about you know his um, transgressions and things of that nature. I'm with you, Greg. Um, Tiger Woods talk right now is just not relevant. Tiger Woods, I don't even think cares anymore. I think Tiger Woods is still suffering, basically, from that the event. Um, that Thanksgiving night in 2009, I think it was, or 2008, well, one of those years. Well, it gets frustrating because, like, for when they're, like I'll be listening to the sports radio and they're giving the scores for for a for a tournament, mm-hmm. and then they always give where Tiger was, you know, and he might be 33rd, and I'm like, why are you even doing that? You know, it it, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, I concur with you. But I, I I definitely concur with you on that. I'm. And I myself, it's just kind of like just had it with the Tiger Woods talk. But, hey, the Tiger is a lightning rod. And for a sport that desperately needs um, something to talk about, because there's not many people that want to watch golf on TV or it's not much right. for talk radio or sports podcast. Tiger is a, a, a subject that perks people's interest. So I see why they do it. That's really why well, they give you the information about him. And, and there's no doubt that when he is – playing well, ratings go up 50%. Yes. And there is no, but there is coming to a point where you know, you're getting to 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 a point where he is not he's not in the mix. Yeah, he's and, not relevant. You know, kind of like, like uh, Jack Nicholas and, mm-hmm. and Arnold Palmer. I mean, right. they would play all the big tournaments every year too, but mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't put you didn't say where they were finishing, at, you know, at the end of their careers. Oh, so, not saying that this is the end of Tiger's career either. No one more than me would love love to see Tiger kind of kind of win another major. I think it would be great for golf, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's just not you. Trust me, the PGA um, officials and executives are praying that he becomes relevant again because they need the ratings. Um, purses went up when Tiger started to win. Uh, purses have been stagnant at golf tournaments, and I'm um, trust me, the 
the PGA officials, the, the folks that run the golf tournaments at these different venues around the country, they need Tiger, and they know they need him. That's probably, you know, why they're begging for him to get healthy and come back. But Tiger's going through whatever he's going through. Um, it's the injuries, and it's just he looks like he has a lack of interest um, uh, and intensity in, in golf as he like not like he did in the beginning of his career. And I mean, a lot of that could be doing being be um, because of his personal issues in his personal life. So right, right. Nobody knows. He's not discussing it, and you know, the only thing everyone else can do is speculate. But I can tell you uh, something else, Greg. That's really interesting. Before we get on the NBA playoffs, um, Daniel Cormier, Cormier uh, dropped Anthony Johnson, then basically um, choked him out again, beat him again for the second time. Um, and that's, that's a interesting, I guess you can say, um, that Cormier was able to dominate, um, Anthony Rumble Johnson. But the thing that surprised me is at the end of the fight, Anthony, in, in the prime of your career, which is where you are right now, why are you deciding to retire? Um, I gave, I gave my commitment to another, to another job, uh, something that I've been wanting to do for a while. It's not MMA related or anything like that. It's just time for me to move on to something else. I'm tired of getting punched by guys and rolling around on the guy, ground with guys and stuff like that. Ain't nothing fun about that, yo. So. <laughs> that's what happened. But he just basically just said, that's it. I don't want to do this anymore. All right, Greg, the uh, NBA playoffs are getting ready to start. First, let me touch on the team in the state of Florida that is relevant right now towards playoffs and seeding and positioning in the playoffs. The Miami Heat again won last night. Uh, they beat the Cavs again. Um, the Cavs last night played without Kyrie Irving and LeBron James again, but they were absolutely dominating the Heat uh, last night with their role players, with uh, Darren Williams having flashback moments. Cal Corver seemed like he couldn't miss. They were hitting threes all night long, and then the Heat just stayed the course and actually were able to pull out a three-point win in overtime, 124-121. The Heat are now on the outside looking in of the playoffs, but it's all going to come down to Wednesday night when the Heat play the Wizards, a team they beat Friday night. So they get a rematch mm-hmm. against this team this time at the AAA, American Airlines Arena. Miami Heat, hardworking team, Greg, I don't really have a problem with this team. Um, I do still say that they lack superstar talent, but they are a hardworking bunch. They stay the course. They will fight to the end with the talent that they do have or the team that they do have. Miami Heat, what do you think, Greg? Uh, yeah, I think uh, for what they what they have, what they have, um, what you just said, uh, it it they they are fighters. I mean, they've lost a lot a lot of people. I'm just looking right now. It's uh, I'm looking at the schedule. It's uh, the uh, Nets are playing at 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 Chicago. So who's got the tiebreaker there? Does do the Bulls have the tiebreaker? If they finish tied, uh, the Bulls will have the tiebreaker. If they okay. finish with the same right. record, if they both lose um, Wednesday, the Bulls do have a tiebreaker. But the Bulls play the Nets, if I'm correct. And um, yeah. yeah, so it mm-hmm. looks it looks it looks a little better for the Bulls at this point. It looks a lot better for the Bulls. <laughs> and the Pacers yeah. and the Hawks are going to be playing. In the Pacers are the other team. They're at 41 and 40. Um, they'll be playing at home against the Atlanta Hawks. So it's going to be interesting. It, 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 it's that it's coming down to the last game of the season, basically. Let me ask you a question, Will. Mm-hmm. 
I don't understand. I don't understand something. This is something that I understand in, in sports in, in the NBA this year. The Cavaliers don't care at all about that number one seed. I mean, they they just don't care. But you, uh, they just feel that they're that good that you know if they do play the Celtics in the in the in the in the finals, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, in the Eastern Conference Finals. That, that they'll beat them even without the home field advantage? I think so. I, I think that's part of it. And the other part is, of it is is that um, the uh, former number six, LeBron James, is trying to, um, I guess, preserve himself for the playoff run. He knows it's going to be grueling. He's already mentioned in um, an interview um, before the game they played at Boston last week that he didn't care. He's been to six straight finals and all that, yada, 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 bull. But at the same time, they went out and just smashed the Celtics. I think they know they can beat the Celtics. I think they, they truly are just that overconfident that they can beat the Celtics in a seven-game series. And there's not the Celtics, but any team in the Eastern Conference. But what right. the, what's wrong with the Cleveland Cavaliers is they can't play defense. That's just what right. it. That's just what it all breaks down to. I'm not an analytics guy. I'm not a numbers guy. But one of the things I have um, taken a notice to is the Cavs and how horrible they are on defense this year. As far as this analytics with the Cavaliers and defensive efficiency, they are 21st um, in opponents' floor percentage uh, efficiency. They are 18th, um, mm-hmm. and in opponent percentage from the three-point line, they are 24th. So all those numbers are way down from what it was last year when they um, won the title. So that has a lot to do with it. And plus they don't have um, really defense, defensive guys. Um, Cal Corbett's right. not a defensive player. Uh, LeBron, as good as he is a help defender, he's not a one-on-one stopper. They don't have a shot blocker in the middle. Teams are just doing, Miami was able to do what they wanted at will last night in, in that comeback. The Cavs are just not a, de- a great defensive team. This is why I don't think they will beat the Warriors, because um, I do think the Warriors will be the team that's going to be representing the West. But I just don't, right. I just don't see the Cavs being able to do it because they don't play good defense. I don't care how good LeBron is. They don't play defense, and you're not going to outscore the Warriors. I mean, well, you won't beat the Warriors trying to outscore them four out of seven times, in my opinion. I, you know, I, I just, just feel, I just think it's un, very unusual that, that a team is resting players when the number one seed is on the line. I just, I just, I just feel that's very unusual. But yeah, that's just. Greg, let me let me say this. You know what I think? Another thing is too. I think LeBron is really running the show in Cleveland. I don't think this is. I don't think this is. Yeah, I don't think this is a this is a Tyron Lou situation. The head coach of the Cleveland. I think it's LeBron running the show, and that's part of the reason why he left Miami. And speaking of him leaving Miami, one of his slurper writers. Uh, Brian Winhurst um, decided to revamp a story or revisit a story from 2000 in the summer of 2014 and saying that LeBron didn't tell Dwayne Wade because he didn't want to put that pressure on Dwayne Wade to hold that secret or the organization to put pressure on Wade to find out whether LeBron James was leaving. I'm just going to call bullshit. Dwayne Wade knew. He, he knew LeBron James was leaving because there's no way you're that close of a buddy with someone yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't give you the heads up. I don't give a flying flip what he tells the media. Look, Dwayne Wade knew, and it's yeah. just 
and I get it. The story is to, you know, not make Dwayne culpable or whatever, but still, he knew. That's just my take. There's no way. They, those guys claim to be the best of friends. They hang out, vacation in, you know, in the off season and all these things. And, hell, they planned to be in Miami from playing in the Olympics in 2008. So they made those plans for two years. And you mean to tell me he couldn't tell him on a three-hour flight, just give his buddy the heads up about, hey, look, I'm going back home. I, I, that's just bullshit to me. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It, 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 it wouldn't make any sense. Or at least he would have an inkling of doing. He might not know 100%, but he would know 99%. But, uh, he, he knew something. He he knew a little bit, but that's that's neither here nor there. Like I said, it happened. It's over with. I don't even see the reason why they even, uh, like I said, revisited the story from 2014. Who cares? You know, he's gone, and that that is what it is. But speaking of a guy who actually who played pissed off all year because, like LeBron, KD left OKC, but Russell Westbrook has been on a tear. He is now the triple double um, regular season record holder with 42 triple doubles. Uh, he capped that off with a 50-point game the other night. Um, I still don't have him as my MVP. I think that, like James Harden said in an interview, wins do matter. And I think James Harden's had a better season as far as team-wise, and his team is the third seed in the Western Conference. So that's why I give my nod to James Harden. Who would you give the nod to in that MVP uh, race? Boy, it's really tough. I mean, it, um, with either one of them, really, I just give my vote to James Harden. Um, they're talking about his co-MVPs, and what's ironic is these two oh, I hate guys. That. No, yeah. don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Give it to one. Give it to one or the other. Uh, um, you know, um, yeah, give it to one or the other. Uh, but, but I, I think Westbrook, just by a sliver deserves it, but I would not be disappointed if Harden got it. Well, they're going to play They're going to play in the first round. Uh, Oklahoma City and Houston will be playing in the first round uh, in, the, in the playoffs. That's Unfortunately, the votes have to be in by the end, so yeah. the, it won't be determined. The, the winner won't determine the outcome for the MVP race because the votes will already be in be, um, at the end of the regular season, so um, it's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Houston is definitely the better team. They have more depth, uh, oh, more absolutely. talented. But Westbrook against Harden, we're, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a couple of games where those guys end up having to, you know, let's see who can top who can top who in, in that matchup. I still I think Houston's going to win it. But, I mean, it's going to be fun. I think that's going to be the best matchup. Um, we're, we're looking at some – some matchups that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, there is this notion out there, as we were talking about the Cavs and the Miami Heat, that the Cavs um, kind of are tanking or they don't care about the number one seed, basically because they don't want to play the Heat in the first round. I just don't agree with that. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I just think, like no. you mentioned, they just don't care. Well, they're probably not going to play the Heat in the first round anyway. So, um, But, uh, you know, this is the first year. I'm looking at the standings right now. Well, and this is the first year that I can remember that all the teams will be at least 500. And I can't remember a year that all the teams were at least 500. Not in the East anyway. (laughs) Yeah, not in the East. Yeah, Yeah. not not in the East. But but all of them look like – all of them – all of them look like they're going to be at least 500 500 going in. It's going to be – that's – 
I mean, I, in a year where a, a lot of people, including myself, thought this was just going to be an uneventful uh, NBA campaign because it's just basically um, when Kevin Durant made his decision to go play in Golden State, everyone just said, okay, it's going to be a trilogy, Cavs, Warriors. Everybody just automatically said, let's get to June. Let's, well, not everyone. I said that. Yeah. Let's get to June and let's just go ahead and play the trilogy, throw the ball out, let's see who wins in a seven-game series. But it, it has been – um, competitive for other teams, you know, making playoff runs. Who would have thought the Heat would have made the comeback in their season to to even be mentioned as a possible playoff team? Um, who would have thought Houston with Dan Tony and the problems he had at the last two stops at where he was, and he's got Houston as a third seed in the West. I mean, nobody thought those things, and but. Well, the thing with Dan Tony, he needs he needs the right ingredients for his his the way he. Um, coaches, he needs the you know he needs the right people in the right right uh, places. It's kind of like you know people were talking about the uh, Tampa two defense. Well, yeah, that'll work, sure, but you got to have the right right players in the right spots, you know, for it to work. And um, in the NFL, so the Tony is um, um, you know finally got players that 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 can play in his system, so. So it'll be so it so it'll so it will be interesting. You know, I'm looking at the standings again, and and I, you know maybe what I was saying before, the Cavaliers would rather you know would rather play. They they own the Raptors, so maybe they would rather play the Raptors than than play uh, the the Wizards. God, I still want to call them the Bullets. Can you believe that? Than um, <laughs> playing 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 the Wizards. Um, because they would play in the in the next round, in the second round. Right. They they would they would play the Raptors versus playing versus playing the, the Wizards. So I I don't know. But like the mindset we'll of we'll the mindset of the former number six, who who knows? He he just wants to. He's he's just chasing championships. That's that's but that's just basically what it is. He's chasing championships. I don't think he's going to get one this year, yeah, but he's definitely chasing championships. But let's switch over to Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball season oh, okay. has started. Your Rays are playing well. Uh, yeah, well, they lost yesterday. But, yeah, I went to opening day mm-hmm. last week, and that was fun. It was fun. To, I can't remember the last time I went to an opening day where they actually won. It seems like every time I go to opening day, the, the opposing team scores like two or three runs in the first first inning. So, uh, but the but the Rays are getting, you know, I said this over and over and over again. Their their hitting coach was really keeping them back. Shelton was keeping them back because people on my Facebook page would say, "Well, what what can you do if you don't have quality players? How can you be a better hitting coach?" Well, a hitting coach doesn't necessarily make your um, make your players have a better average or have more power. Right. But a hitting coach can help you have better at bat, right. get more walks, right. and make contact on the ball to move the runners. The, mm-hmm. last, the last few years, the, the, the Rays have had terrible time moving runners. And now, in the, I know it's just in one week, but they have been moving runners into scoring position or they've been getting them home on fly balls. And they have had a terrible time doing that. And that's what a hitting coach can do. He's not going to improve your average necessarily or your power numbers. Mm-hmm. He's going to 
teach you how to foul off balls and foul, okay, now I can get a walk. Um, Steven Souza Jr. is a very good example of that. He was strikeout, used to strikeout. He's been, he's been having a great spring so far, uh, April so far, and he and he's been patient at the plate and been getting walks too. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I didn't like Shelton at all, as you can tell. I can tell. But this is early, it is early. Um, before yesterday's loss with the Rays, they did win three straight as they came as they dropped the first one in that four game set with the Blue Jays, and then they came back to win the last three. Impressed with yeah. the Rays. I, I have no again 162 games. It's kind of hard to get excited over the first eight or at nine, but it's always good to get off to a good start. Um, same with the Marlins. They finished up you know a six game road set um, start the season. Three and three can't complain about that, especially as horrible no, as their no, pitching no. are. They they got a horrible pitching. Hard, they got they have horrible pitching. They don't have any. <laughs> I'm sorry, they don't have any. Uh, Volquez um, is not the guy that was in Kansas City. He, he's just not the guy. He, he's not the guy in. They can't hit. The Marlins can't hit. They're not producing many runs with all those hits. They can't hit. So. 